Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to another episode of Tennis Channel Inside In on the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. Mitch Michaels here as always, host of the show. We've got Indian Wells, the fall edition, and uh, we're revved up, excited to be here now, joined by our guest this week. First time on this podcast, I believe, it's Jan Michael Gamble. Thank you for joining the show. Absolutely. Great to be here. Indian Wells in the fall, i got to bring this up. Uh, I think it was your first appearance, 1998 semifinals. That is right. Yeah. It was uh, my first appearance there. I was granted a wild card. I'd had some great results uh, leading up to that event and had qualified three times that year and made some quarterfinals. And uh, they thought, hey, you're good enough to, to play this event. And uh, I drew Mark Filippousis first yeah. round and uh, ended up you know, winning that one in three sets and uh, seven, six in the third, I believe, if I can remember that far back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, along the way, I had some unbelievable wins against Courier and Agassi. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, making the semifinals there was, was, for me, my coming of age for believing that I belonged on tour truly. And, and, you know, some of those legendary players that I was able to have wins over there gave me a lot of confidence down the road. Well, the theme of this tournament is going to be opportunity for sure. And uh, that was no, like... You know, it's it's one thing to make the semis. Maybe the draw opens up. Those were big wins. Curry yeah. or Agassi, especially, <laughs> like, beating Americans in an American tournament. Exactly. And, you know, I, I knew Jim extremely well. He was nice enough to let me train with him in the desert uh, with a bunch of guys that he had a great group there with Jose Higueras, who was working with him at the time. And uh, Jimbo let me on the court and, and showed me what a real champion trained like. And I learned so much. And then, of course, going out against him, um, I believe it was, what, was it around a 16 or the it was around a 16 there um, that I played Jim. And, uh, you know, I, I believed I could stay with him on the court. Um, and I played exceptionally well that day. And uh, um, then the match in the quarterfinals against Andre, I'd lost to Andre in two previous quarterfinals that I'd played him that year. And uh, every time so close thought, wow, you know, I, I'm playing one of the best players, a guy that I, two guys that I look up to, both Jim and Andre, but I'd, I'd lost to Andre twice, this guy, and I'm, I'm, I'm right here. I liked training in the desert. Yeah. I liked the, the the courts there. They played a little bit faster back then. They do now. They slowed them down over time. Um, of course, that was in the um, the Hyatt, the Grand Champions event, before before they moved it to the new amazing facility. And, uh, you know, I finally came up with a win against Andre. Um, but, of course, over the course of my career, I played him 13 times and only had two wins. <laughs> so I, I definitely relish that <laughs> quarterfinal win yeah. at Indian Wells. Well, uh, it, you know, no, a lot of people never beat Andre. So. <laughs> That's very true. And uh, good that you had that experience and it proved, like you said, that you felt you belonged on tour. Before we get to Indian Wells, want to button up uh, the last couple weeks on tour, the last week especially, San Diego, Chicago had events for the men and women, uh, respectfully. And, uh, you know, looking at that event, looking at those events, it's nice to see more American tournaments. I know you were an American tennis player, so... We're both a little biased here, but these are good destinations, good cities that have, you know, solid tennis communities. I hope that in some iteration, at some point in the calendar, that there are events that are here to stay in these cities, but hats off to Danny Valverde in San Diego, Kamal Murray in Chicago for putting on great events that people and players were interested in. Yeah, first of all, 
we need more American events. Mm-hmm. We've lost so many events. Mm-hmm. We lost San Jose. We lost Memphis. We lost, you know, so many. We lost the women's event in San Diego, which was a fantastic event. I was there with Coco Vandeweghe a couple of times when I was yeah. coaching her. Um, what a great city. First of all, uh, you know, San Diego is to, to hold an event and they did such a great job there. Look at the, you know, looking obviously coming into Indian Wells, that was one of the toughest two fifties <laughs> that I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. They cut off in the forties somewhere. And those women's events that they've, you know, they've been putting events on in Chicago, Kamau really putting the work in and getting the tennis there. It's fantastic. We need more events in the United States since we've lost so many. And it's just great to see. Of course, I'm filling some of the gaps from, from Asia, losing the ability to go there. Um, because of the, the way of the world right now with COVID. But I'm just very, very excited to see great events. And of course, we're going to put on great events. Yeah, it, you get the sense that, especially in San Diego, the like you said, the most loaded 250 that we've seen. Oh my God. Amazing. But a nice lead into Indian Wells and something that seems like it could be done in theory. Uh, and Casper Ruud winning that tournament, his fifth title of the year, most of any man. I think it was a, a big breakthrough for him. The number is one thing. We know how strong the field was, but his first hard court title. This year, So that's huge for him to prove now, you know, into the top 10, trying to establish himself as one of the guys being in the mix and playing for the ATP finals now. Well, it's amazing. Casper Ruud, you know, I've done a bunch of his matches this year and so impressed with his ability to play on the clay. First of all, winning three events in a row is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. don't care what time of the year they are. Obviously, people were saying, oh, well, he's playing these events at the end of the year or I mean, after the French Open that aren't as tough as some of the other events. And then the, the question after that, it's, it's, it's you know, you're going to drag him a little bit more. Can he, can he win on the hard courts? Can he, can he win on, you know, the other surfaces? Well, he's certainly proved that. And winning San Diego with that loaded field, he is here to stay. He is playing such great ball from the baseline, but has developed a pretty good forward game as well. And the serve it continues to improve. I think we're going to see a lot of good stuff from him in the future. I, I am really impressed by the fact that he's improved. He's worked so hard. He was in that like 60 to 50 range and he's wanted right. to put the time in to get better. I think it's unfair. And I'll ask you this question. I mean, some people, one person in particular might've labeled him boring. <laughs> I don't think that tags very fair. And, and I think he's worked a lot on his game to overcome that and get to that point. Do you see it as he's kind of improved fast of his game to make him maybe a little less boring? Well, <laughs> Boring is a funny thing to say. Boring is in one dimensional is that the game that he plays works extremely well every single day he steps foot on the court. You know, you see these players who can play unbelievable on a given day. They may have a huge serve, this, that, or the other, these weapons that are, that are really fun to watch. Uh, But that takes nothing away from Christian or uh, Casper Rude and his ability to, to sort of turn defense to offense extremely well. He learned that from the clay and then, and then, you know, has started to do it on the hard courts and I've really improved. I'm, I'm really impressed with how much he's improved, both his confidence, his willingness to go the, the distance, how well he plays the big points. Yeah. Um, if that's boring, then <laughs> you know what? More, more of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very fascinating. You could see how he modeled his game a lot of after Nadal with the forehand, with the spin he puts on he it. He does, absolutely. What do you think his ceiling is? Just one last thing on Rude. Do you think this is a guy that's, I mean, the French Open seems to be his favorite slam. Is this a guy that's going to be in the mix for slams? I mean, he's improved a lot in the last year. Well, I think he's definitely in the mix for, for the French Open, no question. But he's, he's also, let's look at his, his fitness. He's a fit guy. Um, the question is the three out of five sets is, is, is the big question. Can yeah. you, you know, win that, that type of a match over the course of two weeks? I think he can do it. It's just going to take a little bit more, um, you know, more reps, more, more events played. I think that he's going to be a contender. The other guy I want to give a shout out to is the, the finalist Cam Nori. Another great result for him. 
he's somebody else that's transformed himself. He's having the best run of his career at, you know, I wouldn't say the, the old age, but the tender age in that mid-20s range. And <laughs> that is definitely young for a tennis player nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it is. And and he's somebody that's had some bad draws with Nadal and some grand slams. And, you know, what he's doing, how he plays, maybe a little different than what we're used to seeing. But got some great results in this tournament as well. Beat Shapovalov and Rublev just to get to the final. Yeah, Cam Nori has those sort of flat ground strokes that move through the court. When he's getting the ball deep, it's really difficult for these guys to deal with it. Um, on a little bit faster surface, I think it, he's really tough to deal with. He's got an underrated serve and, you know, can come forward. And right now he's playing very, very confident tennis. So he changes direction also extremely well. So he's, he has some ability to kind of make guys that are these top guys uncomfortable and uh, plays well on pretty much every surface also. Yeah, he, he's somebody that I think his game is, you know, use, the, use the phrase like portable, you can put him on any surface. Exactly. He's going to bring the same level. And uh, he's somebody that is, you know, feeling it. This is the best he's ever played, and the results show. On the women's side, the Chicago Classic, a 500-level tournament that felt a lot like 1,000 in a lot of ways. Garbini Muguruza beats Anj Jabor in the final. A big result for her, the fifth title of her career. She's now got two this year and is up to number six in the world. This feels like a process, right, that Garbini, over the course of a year, maybe even, you know, two years back to that Australian Open final, she was unseated then. She's kind of revved her way back up into that threat where she's, you know, given the landscape, Dan Michael, in the mix for one of the best, if not the best players in the world on the female tour. Well, Muguruza, absolutely. I wouldn't count her out on any surface. It's interesting, you know, the two Grand Slams that she won were not on hard courts. (laughs) But the rest of her events that she has won on hard courts. So... I think she's always a threat on the hard. She's got the big serve and the ground strokes when she's hitting them well and and not playing erratic tennis, which sometimes can kind of creep into her game. Um, When she gets a little tight, she's a threat out there. Of course, for Muguruza, it's, you know, getting over some injuries. Those were were her reality for quite a while. And she seems like she's 100% fit right now. Very, very dangerous player. That's the big thing is fitness. She's got a lot of three-set wins this year, especially a lot of grueling matches. Mm-hmm. I, I look at tennis players, and I think, well, what happens when your A game is not there? Can you survive? Can you get through? And, and she's shown a lot there. The work she's done with Conchita Martinez has been great. She's in the mix now. Um, the, the player she beat in the final, Anj Jabor, has the most tour wins this year. I'm a huge Anj Jabor fan. <laughs> I am, too. Her. She is so fun to watch. But the way she <laughs> plays, it's just so different than anything else. And, and you know, getting to, to see and interact with her in Chicago, she says, look, this is just how I want to play. This isn't, like, a product of where I'm from or who coached me. This is just how I want to play. Most match wins this year was a stat that jumped out at me, but she's someone else that's feeling it and still has a lot of great tennis in front of her. Oh, she certainly does. And, you know, she – Clearly, if she's the most match, which also means that she's playing a lot of events, which means she loves the sport and she stayed injury free. Uh, but she's always so much fun to watch with her ability to, to, you know, change it up, hit the drop shots, the slices, all the things that she can do that a lot of players on the tour don't have that capability. So she makes it very difficult for her opponents. There can't be anyone outside of like the, the big names, obviously, the, the top seeds in an event. She's got to be the most player hated to see on your draw. Right? Like <laughs> you definitely her. don't want to see her first or second yeah. round. You're like, oh, man. Because, you know, she she kind of was one of those players that brings her same game to the table. She might miss a few drop shots here and there. She doesn't really care because she has so much fun doing it. So she's always going to be an interesting, you know, matchup for players. But as she continues to get, win more and more matches, she'll start to be seated. Yeah, that that's, that's how it works. And I think, look, she made the best run of her slam life at Wimbledon. A lot going on for her. There's going to be a lot of good results in her future, I would think. And before we go to Indian Wells, got to get your thoughts on something else, a player that you know very well. Speaking of playing the best tennis of, of her life, another great result, another good win for Shelby Rogers, who continues to 
you know, rack up some, you know, rack up this reputation as a giant killer party at U.S. Open oh, and amazing. rescue at Chicago. The positivity is there. I mean, we we knew the game was there, and it's great to see her healthy, but. Her attitude is just infectious out there. I mean, can we give Shelbs the title America's Sweetheart? I mean, if, if there is one. I don't one, know anyone that dislikes that she, her. <laughs> she is absolutely yeah. that. Shelby's a dear friend of mine and somebody that I root for um, continuously. After her comeback and her injury with her knee and, and you know, sitting at dinner with her and, and literally her looking at me and saying, I don't know if I'm going to build a play tennis again but i'm going to give every single effort to do it and for her to play i think the best tennis of her career obviously that french open quarterfinal that she had previous to the injury and some great results for sure but i think that her best tennis is in front of her i think that she can be a contender certainly on the hard courts for slams um i think it's going to be really interesting and, and she could be a dark horse at the indian wells this year yeah. um the match against Barty, i was sitting in her box there cheering for her the whole way and uh what a comeback. I mean, that was one of the best matches for me yeah. of the tournament, and it was so much fun to watch. I just don't know many players that down 5-2 double break against a player that's <laughs> owned you. Like, not only this year, Never but beat her before. Career, Five times in a row lost. Would be able to dig in and uh, just have that moment, too. Absolutely. And the sportsmanship between the two. Ash Barty, one of my favorite players on the tour to watch as well. Everybody loves Ash Barty. She always gives her all when she walks on the court. And the hug at the end, it was just, it, it was a special moment. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Tennis Channel Inside In with Jan Michael Gamble. Uh, we now turn our attention to Indian Wells. Haven't had this event in a very long time. It's the fall. There was no event last year. Delayed to October. Some names predictably did, decided not to play via injury, rest, recharge. There's still a lot of opportunity in this draw, on both draws, I should say. Starting with the women, Bianca Andrescu looks to defend her title from uh, what really catapulted her career two years ago, winning mm -hmm. that and then going on to winning the U.S. Open at the end of the year. But, you know, it's been a lot of injuries. It's been a lot of time away from the court. Her fitness is still a little shaky with some injuries and just getting back to match play. And Jen Michael, she has to do well at this event or the rankings are continually going to plummet based on what's happened. How would you gauge where Andrescu is right now looking forward to this event and then ultimately next season? Well, I think she's playing better tennis, and she so far has been injury-free from her this most recent comeback. Um, the courts there at Indian Wells are interesting because the ball moves pretty fast through the air, at least during the day. So that it helps the serve of the players there. So it's going to help Andrescu because her serve is, let's be honest, it's her weakest part of her game there. Her return of serve is a big deal. Her ground strokes, the slower courts there, you know, they slow the ball down. The balls get a little bit fluffy, of course, too, as you play with them a little bit. So opportunities there for her to bring those big groundies. And it, and it gets a little bit slower, so her, it gives her time to kind of load up. So I look yeah. for those players who are going to be benefiting from maybe the serve you know, helps them, and then the slower slower surface can really help the granny. So I think she's going to be in good shape. She had that the longest match in the women's draw, I believe, the soccer match at the U.S. Open. It went over three hours, and it was just a war. And that's probably not the player you want to go against in a war of fitness. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> but I, I think that I, I agree with you. I think that this these conditions help her. She is injury-free, which is the big thing. The results will come if she stays healthy. I think the draw actually is pretty, pretty solid for her at the 16th seed. 
And I say that with all due respect to she'd get in the fourth round. It's a top seed Pliskova. I think she matches up pretty well with her. Yeah, I think that that's an interesting matchup too, though. For Carolina, I think that uh, the serve, the big forehand, it helps her give, give her a little bit more time with the slower courts to kind of load up those ground strokes. She changes direction well, which on the hard, on the slower hard courts is a big, big thing. Can you change direction and hit those up-the-line balls? That's going to help Carolina. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun matchup because the big serve is going to be even a little bit bigger in the desert. Um, she seems to be in good in, I follow Carolina on, on Instagram and she seems to be pretty happy smiling all around. So she's had a fantastic year. I, I would look forward very much to that match. Top seed. If we get there in the fourth round, of course, but Pliska was the top seed. Wouldn't say it's interesting. She's somebody that's put out consistent results. And I think at Wimbledon getting to the final pushing Ash Barty was good for her. Still a lot of tennis in front, but you look at the seeds in this event, whether it's Pliskova, Muguruza's up there. Krejcikova is, you know, the three seed now. Svantec is two. A lot of opportunity here for for one of these women to say, okay, this is, you know, I don't want to say this is my tour, but I'm at the top of the food chain, so to speak. Well, it's interesting. I think, you, again, Svantec playing so well on, on the clay. This is a slower hardcore. I think that she's going to be really interesting to watch there. I think that this is going to favor her pretty well, too, because she's actually pretty apt at coming forward and taking volleys out of the air. This is the kind of tennis you need to play at Indian Wells. Big from the baseline. When the ball is floating, get forward and take it out of the air and, and you know have a concise volley to put the points away. Uh, Krajikova, I, I like her. She comes to mind when when I think she's one of the favorites there for, because she serves well, and she's got that big wind-up on the forehand. Now, the slower hardcore is going to give her a little bit more hard more time to really load up that forehand. It's going to be fun to watch that. Again, it, she's somebody different. She played so much doubles. She mm -hmm. has a different style. I think her confidence is just is just building. I, I do want to get your opinion on some other things. The teens that we need to that we need to see. Yeah, Kanyu is. I mean, there's never been anything like this in tennis before. Well, there. <laughs> she literally, you know, plays her first U.S. Open as a qualifier and wins the whole thing. Well, there has been Monica Seles. Now, of course, she didn't qualify and win the U.S. Open. Right. But Monica Seles before had won seven Grand Slams at the same same age as Raducanu. So yeah. there has been Monica Seles. Um, and she actually plays a similar type of game. I know that it's not two-handed both sides and doesn't hit the ball quite as flat, but she stands right up on that baseline and just wails away at return of serve. And that's the thing that, that is so scary about Raducanu. She returns so offensively and and makes those balls she doesn't miss them she puts so much pressure on her opponents and those slow courts is going to be interesting is it going to be helpful for her or the faster courts of the u.s open do those do those kind of help her more there so it's it's going to be really fun to watch that it's going to be also fun to see how she deals with the stress of playing a match kind of reversed now she's got the pressure on her right now she's Fairy tale, right. U.S. Open champion, right. unbelievable, accomplished something that no one else has ever done, um, and and you know, hanging out with royalty after that, and doing this and that, yeah. and and just, I mean, amazing. It's amazing. I obviously, don't want to, you know. I love Monica Seles, and I think she could. I mean, what eight slams before she turned twenty? Yeah, it's just incredible. Junior it's just ball, like eleven or mind-boggling. Uh, no, I mean the follow-up act because these expectations are going to rise now, and you're not right. going to catch anybody by surprise anymore. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is exactly that is the pressure is now on Raducanu to to kind of go out there and we'll see. You know, the, yeah. now there's a target on her, which is you know what that's the earned thing. That's what Billie Jean King says: pressure is a privilege. And you know that's been beat up a little bit. That saying right now is <laughs> is all this talk about pressure, but still yeah. that's that's part of sport. Yeah. And it'll be really interesting to see how she sort of lives up to to her U.S. Open accomplishment. Yeah. But if she doesn't play well at Indy Wells, it's just another event. <laughs> she would get hell up in the third round, which would be interesting for a lot of reasons. Um, it, <laughs> an idol of hers and hell up somebody that hasn't really played 
a lot of te- – I mean, she came back after the scary calf injury that cost her the summer majors, but – We'll see what form helps, in, and and this will be a good test for both of them. Yeah, exactly. And, and help again. She's she's dealing with a, a few different little injuries here and there that have caused her problems in matches. So it's you know she relies heavily on that movement to have that great tactical skill that she displays on the court. So it's that's definitely something we'll be looking for. She's always a contender when she's playing well and feeling physically fit. Yeah, that's somebody that I'm going to be excited to see, especially Layla Fernandez is is another one I wanted to ask you about the finalist in that U.S. Open. Um, somebody that, you know, that, talk about a murderer's row just to get to the final. She was just t- <laughs> the giant killer taking everybody out. But, you know, th- these premier events, I think the, the big thing that people outside the tennis world might not understand is the field could actually be tougher in the earlier stages because you running the gauntlet from the first match. Yeah, you really are. And, you know, on the men's side, of course, it's, it's two out of three sets. So you can, you can lose a, a, these matches that you might be able to come back in in, in a three out of five set situation. Uh, but Indian Wells, you know, you can call it the fifth largest tournament in the world. It pretty much is exactly that. And uh, it's the same pressures there. The same big matches are are there. And, you know, Leila Fernandez, absolutely. I think that uh, the slower courts, her ability to track balls down, she's all these amazing shots she was running down at the U.S. Open on a faster surface. Now you give her a little bit slower surface. It's going to be interesting to see how she's able to kind of turn that defense to offense, which is something that she did so well in New York. Any other dark horses on the women's side? Well, I think a Coco Golf is now nobody's talking right exactly right now about Coco Golf. <laughs> I think that that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, get the pressure off her a little bit. I, I still think they've done such a fantastic job with with their crew there and the family, how they take care of their business and, and kind of do their own thing. They're not putting too much pressure on Coco, in my opinion, but I think that this does actually help her a little bit um, to just kind of go out and play tennis and, and, and really enjoy it. I'll say also, um, you know, somebody like we mentioned, Shelby Rogers, she gets benches if she wins her first match. Benches' health, not really, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the injury there. That side of the draw could open up. I also want to see what Kvitova looks like. She's somebody else that doesn't have the best track record in North America, but still has that lefty serve that players just can't figure out. I mean, those big serve, that big serve from Kvitova is always the great equalizer, isn't it? So she can you know, win matches sometimes where she's not at her best and, you know, making some ground, ground stroke errors. She didn't play a great match when she lost at the, at the open. I remember that there's too many unforced errors. So she can sort of rein in those groundies and play just a little bit longer points. She can be um, always a threat. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. More with Jan Michael Gamble here on Tennis Channel Inside In. Now looking at the men's draw of Indian Wells 2021 Fall Edition. It's Daniil Medvedev at the top. There's no big three in this event. Team, the defending champion, is not playing, but did get a good report on his injury, which we love to hear. But it's Medvedev as the top seed. Coming off the U.S. Open win, you know, hasn't played. He played in the Labor Cup, and, and we know what that event is. And this is his first real tournament since. Medvedev's follow-up act you get the sense, though, that the way he plays, how he's locked in, I don't really see the drop in his game. He, he just consistently brings the level. I mean, Medvedev played so unbelievably well in that final against Novak. I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he can have that same inspiration. I think he's so driven right now. So obviously he's the man to beat there. Do the slower courts help him? 
I don't think so. I think yeah. that that's going to be the interesting thing to watch. Uh, you know, his he's done better on the clay, did better at the French Open this year than he ever has in the past. Obviously, never, never won a match there before this year. Um, so that's that's interesting. He hasn't had great results at Indian Wells yet. Neither neither has Tsitsipas. So uh, the number one and two seeds sort of looking to make some moves in the desert this year. I like the surface better for Tsitsipas than I do for Medvedev. So that's going to be the interesting thing to see if, if he can overcome that a little bit grittier, slower surface when the balls really slow down and his ability to drive through the court um, is lessened. You know, those top three seeds, I'm looking at them now, Medvedev, Tsitsipas, Zverev, they all have Masters 1000s titles. And I think that, you know, the next progression is Grand Slams. Medvedev beat them first to it. I don't want to say that this title itself doesn't mean as much, but I think what does mean a lot is beating the other guys. So I think getting to the semis, getting to the final, and having a win, having that on court, you know, even if it is best of three, these guys get up to play each other because all three of these guys have kind of, at the moment, separated themselves as, okay, we're the next up, we want to take the mantle, but, you know, competitively, they want to be number one of that group. Well, absolutely, and you know what? Arguably, Indian Wells is the biggest of the Masters events titles, so this yeah. is one that they do want yeah. to win. It's hard to win because of the the weird kind of slow court again with a little bit faster, you know, ball moving through the air, at least at least during the day. It slows down a little bit at night, um, but the courts, it's it's a tough tournament to win. And look at the men's draw. No one there. We're going to have a new champion this year. So there, yeah, there isn't there is crazy. no defending champion. There is yeah. no player in the draw that has won this event. So. It's going to be interesting to see who kind of comes through that and can kind of figure out the equation of these courts. Yeah, if you look at Miami this year, it was won by Hercosh over Sinner. So that was not the final we were expecting. That was certainly and, not. But now Hercosh, uh, you know, he's an outlier as well. Um, Miami courts play a little faster yeah. than any else. So it's, it's still, I, I keep, I know I keep bringing up the slower courts there, but it, they are so slow. It's like when you're there just practicing the courts yeah. and there's just ball fuzz everywhere because the courts just eat the balls up. I thought Sinner, you know, he beat Monfils and Sophia defended his title. Mm -hmm. What impressed me, we go back to the tag again. It was not boring, but workmanlike. You know, he just played an efficient match. And he's getting to the point where he's just bringing that level consistently. I think he's, I mean, he's another guy. He's going to be in the mix and he's going to throw his hat in the race. Maybe as the 10 seed, this is his opportunity to score a big tournament win and big wins over some of these guys. Yeah, I think that, you know, everybody has their favorite players to watch. Sinner is not my favorite player to watch. Yeah. Uh, he plays the same game every time, doesn't give you a whole lot of emotion. I like to watch a little bit more emotional yeah. players. Um, and, and you know, but he's playing such high level every single time. He's putting himself in situations to win these events, you know, every time he walks on the court to win matches, put together quarterfinals, semifinals. And when you can do that, you're gonna have a lot of opportunities to get through. And also want to point out the Canadians too, Felix and Shapovalov seeded seven and nine. Felix is, I mean, you talk about each of them, right? Like Felix has been playing his best tennis. He's shown a lot more consistency in his game. The serves really improved. He certainly has. Shapovalov, <laughs> it's exciting. It's High highs and low lows. <laughs> I mean, Chapo, on the other hand, is actually one of my favorite guys to watch on yeah. the men's side. And, uh, you know, this this slower surface, I think, is actually going to help him a bit. He's going to move that serve around. He's got a great serve. Give him a little bit more time to wind up those ground strokes. The question is, can players get it out of that strike zone where he's not not as able to put as much on it and hits the ball a little bit shorter? Um, if, you know, for Felix Ojeale, the same, I I love the way he's playing tennis right now. He played so well in New York. He's reined in the errors on that forehand side, which can really be sort of a problem. He's not throwing in the double faults as much, pretty much in these yeah. in his day-to-day -day matches. He gets a little tight and he'll throw a few in. So that's something that obviously, you know, he's, he's going to be watching for. But um, I like his chances here. 
In that Medvedev match at the U.S. Open, it was just a five-minute blip, and it cost him the entire match. You know, he's he's not far off. It's just can he, you know, the further up we go in the staircase, so to speak, it gets harder. You know, that next level, he's knocking on the door, but... He's definitely knocking on the yeah. door. He's such an athletic, dynamic mover. He has the big firepower ground strokes. He's got the big first serve. You know, can get a little bit tight against some of the top players, and that causes him some some losses here and there. But he keeps putting these great results on and is so close. We have some good potential second-round matchups that we're already looking forward to in this men's draw. One of them could be TFO and Corda, and that's a good kind of segue to thoughts on American tennis. Corda is seated at this event, got the last seed, number 32, had the issue with the food poisoning at the U.S. Open. What do you think about his game and kind of where American men's tennis is with a lot of guys, as Opelka said, in the mix, but nobody that's a world beater yet? Well, I think that he's he's continuing to play better and better, more confident tennis. I like Corda's game. He's got great ground strokes. In fact, has a great all-around game. It's the first serve that I think it continued to needs to improve, can improve. Young kid, give him a little time. That's, that's something that you can improve certainly in your early 20s over those, those first years there. Um, nice to see Francis playing better tennis. I thought he had a great U.S. Open. I thought he played well there. He's always one of the more fun guys to watch out there. Such a great attitude. Um, he tries so hard. So that would be a really fun second round. You know, you mentioned Riley Opelka. This is, I think, a good surface for him with a big serve and some time for him to load up the improved ground strokes of Riley Opelka. So we'll definitely be watching to see what he can accomplish there. He's going to have that ServeBot shirt too. So <laughs> I love those ServeBot shirts. Fila, Fila coming out with those, uh, you know, him and Big John uh, with, with the, those ServeBot. I think it's hilarious and uh, it's, it's good for tennis, show a little personality. They definitely leaned into it. I like that a lot. Um, one of our good uh, potential, another American second round matchup could be Nakashima Fritz. Two young Americans, Nakashima a little younger, but... You know, their games are, are, are very good as well. You could also see Jack Sock if he wins, wins his first-round match against Millman play on center. So. Yeah. Look, I, I'm so happy to see, first of all, we just mentioned Jack Sock. So great to see him back out there playing really solid tennis. Um, and I think that he still can have some of his best tennis ahead of him now. Stay injury-free, Jack, and and continuing to work on, on the fitness out there. And I think that he's... He's such a dynamic, fun guy to watch. He got hurt at the at the at the U.S. Open. I thought he played an unbelievable, some of the best tennis I've ever seen in my life in the first set there against Zverev and, and lost that match. Um, had to eventually, you know, retire that, which was really unfortunate. So if he can bring that same high level there, the courts there, at Indian Wells are actually going to favor him pretty well with that big forehand topspin that he can put on the on the forehand as well. Former semifinalist there, he's had success. He, he, you know, best of three format will help him as well coming off that injury. Mm -hmm. You look at section six of this draw, this is where you got the most fun second round matchups by far. You could have Andy Murray as a wild card taking on Carlos Alcaraz in the second round if he wins his first match over Manorino. Murray Alcaraz, especially what Carlos did beating Sitspas at the oh, U.S. Open. Unbelievable. And that was, <laughs> didn't look like a fluke win there. That was a, a player coming into his own. Yeah, Alcaraz is currently my favorite player to watch on the men's tour. I mean, a lot of players, I think a lot of people's yeah. favorite player right now um, is Alcaraz. What he brings to the court every time is that energy and focus. It is so easy to kind of get behind him and really sort of just, I was an instant fan. I was kind of watching him kind of out of the corner of my eyes. Like he keeps, everybody's talking about this guy. He's talking about this kid against Tsitsipas there. I called that match at the US Open and I thought it was one of the best matches I've seen in years and years such high level tennis and Alcaraz finding a way and, and raising his after playing a, four, a terrible fourth set, yeah. um, raising his level again um, and finding the energy to get through that match against against one of the best players in the world. And uh, 
I'm excited to see what he can do there. Andy Murray has been on that tennis, you know, odyssey, getting back to form and really putting in the miles and hard work, and that would be something. You also have, I mean, you talk about, like, a potential for upset alerts. Varev could play Brooksby in the second round. And I just, Styles, like the, the old adage, Styles make fights. Brooksby just lives to frustrate players, good or bad, and he's got this irreverence about him that he believes he can beat anybody. That could be a dynamic match with an American crowd and, and a player that has been, been captivating tennis a little bit this summer. Yeah, absolutely. And Brooksby had such a great U.S. Open in that match against Novak. You see in his face, he he was irritated that he was losing to Novak Djokovic, which is exactly the way yeah. you need to think as a young player. I love that about him. I love the fact that he's able to sort of change up his game. He puts so much balls, so many balls back in the court. Now you look at Zverev, that's sort of what he does well too. He's, he's, he's puts a lot of balls back in the court, plays such good defense, but right now playing some of the best offense as well. And that's why we've seen him being having even better results than, than in the past. So that would be a fantastic matchup. It'd be a long points. Brooksby, uh, you know, did so well. He, he he had too many long matches that cut up with him. And then you play Novak Djokovic, and he's just going to wear you down. Best <laughs> of five, it's like, you better come in fully healthy. I mean, even Brooksby <laughs> saying before, you know, he's pretty beat up. He was pretty beat up in all his matches. But that's the thing you admire about a guy who can kind of yeah. get through those situations. Like 12 hours and, on court in three yeah, matches. Yeah, just find a way to, like, to get stay in the matches, put the pressure on here and there. He doesn't get down on himself. A lot of players get really down on himself when they get broken. He doesn't get down on himself when he gets broken. You know, he continues to play, returns very well puts himself in positions to get back in matches and stays positive and kind of fiery. So that's easy. The, the fans will get behind him. Well, this has been a blast talking Indian Wells with you, Jim, Michael Gamble. Uh, any thoughts, any, any, I don't want to, you can predict something or just players to make runs. Got a lot of tennis ahead of us here. Well, first of all, I'm just excited. First of all, that it's, it's, it's one of my favorite events. So I'm excited. There's going to be fans there. I'm excited that there's going to be tennis played in the desert again. Um, looking forward to calling matches there. Um, for the first seven days of the event. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I don't have a problem so much with, you know, the, the big three not being there. You know, it's, 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 it's an ever-changing sport. I think we've been a little bit spoiled with the big three over the years and, and so these great champions. Um, but I'm excited about the young talent that we're seeing across the board. Uh, I think the women's draw is going to be fantastic to watch. I, I very much look forward to that. There's so many good young players and mid-young players that are that are really kind of coming into their own right now. And so Indeed Wells, at the end of the year, I think this is going to be great. I think my only prediction would be a couple unseated deep runs, maybe semifinal with a number not by their name. Uh, and that that isn't a knock on the top of the game or where we're at. That just shows you how deep the talent pool is now, especially on the WTA. I feel like the depth is uh, just outstanding, maybe as good as it's ever been. I agree with you. And, and there's also the question is how hungry are you after the slams are, have all been played? Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the year when you've played a long year and it's been a tough year and there's COVID and everybody's traveling and it's tough and, you know, there's injuries and all these things that, that – make our sport a very difficult prospect. Do you have, you know, the, the hunger there to, to do well at the end of the year? And, and that's, that's going to be the question asked at this year's Indian Wells, which is a little bit different. Usually it's obviously in the, in the, the spring. Jan Michael Gamble, appreciate you coming on the show. This was a blast. We Absolutely. Do this again, now that you're officially a reoccurring <laughs> guest. We do. Thanks, bitch. That was Jan Michael Gamble. This was Tennis Channel Inside In. We are going to be back next week on the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. Go to tennis.com slash podcast. We're on all your podcast platforms as well. We'll be back next week to talk about the uh, final stages, the latter stages of Indian Wells, and preview what's on deck for the tennis schedule. For Jan Michael Gamble, I'm Mitch Michaels. This was Tennis Channel Inside In. We'll see you next week.